boy's best friend is his mother. She just, uh, she just goes a little mad sometimes. You're listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy's Secret Remix. This episode 200. You nailed, you nailed it. 43. I forgot that part. Oh. I was going to go right to I'm Mark, he's Mike. Oh, yeah. I, I, I got caught up. I'm like, wait, what, what do I normally say? We don't write any of this down. He's Mark, I'm Mike. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Every episode, I don't write any of this down. I have to remember what's the name of the show? What episode are we on? Who's sitting across from me? Yep. I have to nail all that in the first 10 seconds. And all I have to do is show up. Yeah. All I have to do is show up and have watched the movie. You used to say, like, a different thing. Like, I would say, he's Mike, and then you would do, like, uh, uh, you know, you do, like, a little catchphrase. Oh, yeah, that was a pretty good shtick. Yeah, you had that going for a while, <laughs> and then now it's just like, eh. I ran out of things. Yeah. Sometimes you just repeat what I just said. My shticks are shallow. Yeah. They run shallow. The river of shticks well, is shallow. You do 243 episodes of anything. Yeah, but down the run out. Yeah. My originality I mean, is gone. What? episode what what show podcast anything where there was like oh we do a different one of these every time made it past 240 <laughs> where it was like oh yeah we have a different catchphrase every time yeah most most shows are smart and yeah. they do a, the same catchphrase every time yeah i i do this in one show where they have a different catchphrase to like introduce the show and they crowdsource it they say tweet us a catchphrase hmm that's not the that's not the same. As no, off the dome. We don't. No, we don't. you you breaking into the you know in, into the yeah the crowd the the, sh- the social network. Yeah. Infinite. There's infinite amount of people out there. Yeah. Not really, but there is. I couldn't name them all. You get the you get the 150 billion episodes. Yeah. Boom. How you like that? I mean, if every one of our Twitter followers sent us a catchphrase, we would have enough catchphrase to to do as many episodes we've done like four times over. Yeah. That would put us, I don't know, they'd probably make a new form of movie at that point. <laughs> we would just download movies into our brain at that point. Really? You think the cinema ever goes away? That's really what I'm getting at. Um, Will the theater die? I always hear it's in, uh, I think if it it's was, in danger. I think if it was, it would have already. Yeah. I think the problem, if theaters are having problems, it's because of all the comic book movies. Yeah. Do they bring people out in hordes? Yes. But if you're only bringing people out, I guess that's, I mean, there's 5,000 comic books yeah. a year, so. Between DC, Marvel, and then like, you know, just some other one that people might be interested in seeing. Yeah. There's like 10, there's one a month. But if, I mean, if anyone is like me, you're, you're just getting like overwhelmed. Yeah. I can't, I, I was thinking, I saw a preview for Black Panther. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that looks interesting. And... Apparently he was in some Captain America movie I haven't seen yet. And I'm like, son of a bitch. He does show up in Civil War first. And when I watched Spider-Man, we talked about it. How I didn't know what the fuck was yeah. going on. And Black Panther kind of has a big role in the Civil War. Right. Bigger than Spider-Man did. Yeah. Like, he actually has, like, lines. And there's, like, a there's like a story arc. So, basically... It like, might lead into this movie. As I've mentioned a hundred times, yeah. how I'm going to catch up, I have not. Yeah. Even started to catch up. I think if you started watching... One a weekend, you could catch like the tail end of Black Panther's theatrical run. Okay, because what you we, we've done the math. It's like eight movies you gotta watch, right? Yeah, yeah. I gotta go back to. I gotta catch Thor two. Yeah, but apparently Thor Ragnarok is gonna be in theaters forever. It's still going strong. So. <laughs> I, I was looking at. So I was like, I want to go see a movie. And, you know, there's certain movies you want to see, but, you know, some limited releases. They're not all going to be at the the popular movie theater, like the big movie theater. I'm like, all right, what's shown? Of course, Star Wars on every screen. Jumanji, Pitch Perfect, Thor, fucking Ragnarok, still going strong. Still crushing it. They can't show three billboards because they're still making still room. Still doing Thor. For Thor Ragnarok. Yep. Yeah. It's good, though. I liked it. I hear. I hear it's really funny. Yeah. It, it's got some good comedy. Yeah. It's, uh... It's got that uh, New Zealand director directed it. He did uh, What We Do in the Shadows. He's um, Fly the Concords buddy. Brit? 
Now it's really hard to say. Jermaine Ta- Clement? No, he's their buddy. Taka Wiki. It's it's very mm. it's very hard to say. So like a Aboriginal name from like New Zealand or Australia or something. You know, I don't know enough about the region to uh, maybe maybe it's common. Maybe it's like Tim Johnson is Taka Wichitihi, but it's not common to me. Cool. But he directed it and he does a voice or he does a character. You know, it's all CGI. Everybody's a rock man or something. Right. Uh, so, yeah, he does a voice. It's very funny. Good comedy. Um, yeah. So, you got to watch that. Although, you know, the Thor and, like, the Guardians movies, those are, you know, you're kind of Guardians. Those are kind of adjacent storylines. It's really that Avengers, Captain America story you got to get through mm. to get to Black Panther. If you want to catch so, if I that. wanted to catch Ragnarok, I could watch Thor two and then hit Ragnarok. I'd be good. Yeah, I don't feel like Thor does anything in in between. Is Natalie Portman in all of them? I mean, spoiler for three, she's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering because okay. I remember her being in one. Yeah, I believe so. she's in two, mm. but she does not show up in three. Mm. She dies in two, huh? That's a spoiler. Well, I guess I don't have to watch two anymore. Yeah. You know, I never saw two, so I actually don't know. Oh, well, there you have it. And you I don't, don't need to, then, huh? I don't know if he really even addresses it. You don't need to. I think he's just like, hey, look, we went our separate ways, you know? Mm. Uh, That's wasn't, cool. Wasn't working out. I'm a little, you know. I became an adventure. She's a little bit country. He's a little bit... Uh, um, Jazz. Asgardian or whatever he's Asgard. from. Asgard. Yeah. So, Asgard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think he addresses it. He just shows up in Thor 3. He's just like, hey, it's me, Thor. So it's like... You know, your lovable Avenger. Now, Ragnarok is like the end of all... The war to end all war. Like, in Norse mythology, that is like... I read. I just read a book about Norse mythology. Oh, okay. Mythology. It's like... So you probably didn't see Thor 3. Like, Ragnarok is like... When the gods fight the trolls... And, like, the world resets. Okay. Don't spoil it. Yeah. I just uh, know Jeff Goldblum's in there. I love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's in it. They say Ragnarok a lot. Oh, cool. But, you know, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler. I think it's, um, I feel like it just follows the same beat, you know. It's really just about the heroes. Yeah. And then the bad guys just kind of like, uh, you know, they're there. They, they kind of do the thing. They fight and then uh, they may or may not win. I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe instead of going and seeing like a... Maybe Thanos shows a up. Cult- a culturally important, you know, historical picture like Darkest Tower, I'll go see Ragnarok. Yeah, instead. I really feel like it's what theaters are making us yeah. do. <laughs> I think that's what I'll have to do this week. So, do you want to see the darkest hour? Dark darkest hour, but I guess I'll go see Ragnarok or fucking Liam Hemsworth running around. Yeah, whatever. That's, that's all you got. My theater right now. I, I, Chris yeah. Hemsworth, whatever, whichever Hemsworth, just running around. We did the rundown. It's like you want to see Star Wars, you want to see Thor. You can't see anything that actually took place. No, no. You, can't, you can't see anything rated R. <laughs> you can't see anything that's uh, considered a drama. You cannot. You get action and comedies. That's what you get. You get sci-fi. <laughs> I want to see the commuter. Doesn't fit into any of this demographic. <laughs> uh, can I append my uh, my mic rate snacks from last week? Oh yeah. So I did the uh, Doritos Crunch Mix yes. last week. Thumbs up. Uh huh. I tried that nacho cheese. You tried nacho. And I'm going to tell you what. Go ahead and uh, go and get you that nacho cheese over that ranch. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 bold because you were you were raving. I, I liked it, but I cool think uh, I think the nacho cheese does it better. All right. That's good. So, to know. so there, that's my that's my yeah right there. I, I uh, appending my rating, yeah. snack rating. Go with the nacho cheese. Go with the nacho cheese. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I could use some chips today. Yeah, I'm gonna snack on. Mm. I'll do a Mark's rate snacks. Trader Joe's tzatziki sauce. Skip it. I, it's not very good. It's, it's like uh, thin. It's thin. It's watery. You can't dip anything um, into it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big tzatziki sauce fan. Yeah. I love tzatziki, but their stuff is not good. Yeah, it's got big chunks of cucumber in it. Yeah, you you're better off making your own. Yeah, uh, tried to eat that with some carrots, and it was not happening. If you make your own, uh-huh. make sure you strain out those cucumbers. Okay. Like smash the, as much water out of them as you can. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good tip. It's a good tip. There you have it. Yeah. Uh, you know who loves snacking, Mike? Norman Bates. Norman? You know? <laughs> There's one thing I can say about Norman Bates. What is he snacking on? I think it's I think it's Cracker Jacks, but I'm not sure. They kind of look like the treats I was just feeding my dog. Like, they're just like little tiny, 
Yeah, Cracker Jacks would be good. Like peanuts. Um, yeah, that's they just look like they're, they're whatever you can. If you're Vince Vaughn, you could double fist them. That is interesting that you bring that up because yeah. that is one of the things I noticed with the remake is is uh, uh, Vince Vaughn's, uh, you know, his Norman Bates snacks hard. <laughs> His interpretation of snacking, he's like, okay, I gotta say all the same words. I play the same character. I'm gonna, I'm putting my own spin on it. I'm putting my own, I'm putting my Vince Vaughn spin. I talk fast. I'm gonna move fast. You know what I want to do? I want to eat fast. I'm eat fast, me hard. I'm gonna eat fast. I'm gonna eat aggressive. Oh, yeah, I'm some aggressive eating. Uh, Mike and I decided to watch a a true remake. You know, last oh, week yeah. we did a reimagining. Yeah. Remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it. It was more of a remaking. This, I think anybody can watch this and go, oh yeah, they sh- just straight up remade the movie. It's a it, remake. And I think this is actually really, this these th- this series of Hitchcock movies we're doing, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. The different, you know, this is the different takes on these remakes and yeah. quotes. We watched uh, 1998's Psycho, a remake of 1960's Psycho, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. It's, ha- it's Hitchcock Month. It's Hitchcock Month. Yes. Uh, the original Psycho comes out in 1960. That's... Can I try to guess the Rotten Tomatoes when we get to that? Yeah, absolutely. It was directed by Anthony, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, Alfred stars Hitchcock. Anthony Perkins, Janet Lee, Vera Miles, John Gavin, Martin Balsam. It's about a uh, embezzler, I think is how they refer to her in the summary, uh, who yeah, is... Yeah, I guess that would be a... Form of embezzlement. Yeah. Yeah. It's on, you know, it's not like, um... Stealing money from work. Yeah, you but she did, like, the, you know, if you if you had a scale of 1 to 10 embezzlement, she was on the 1 scale, which is literally just taking money out of register. Yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> yeah, wasn't real, like, intricate. Yeah. It wasn't a planned out, um, sophisticated heist. Right, it wasn't, uh, office space, you know. <laughs> it was not. Was it, uh, Wolf of Wall Street or something, yeah. or, yeah. No, it was just like, hey... Hey, Toots, take this money and deposit it. And she's like, I'm just walking out the door with it. Uh, hey, Toots. So our our lead, Marion Crane, steals money from the bank she works at and is going to start a new life in California. From She drives from Phoenix and has to stop in a motel, which is manned by Norman Bates, who has some other issues. Got some mom, mama problems. Yeah, and that sets off the whole chain of events in Psycho. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, 1960, one hour, 49 minutes. Love that runtime. What do you think this got, Ron Tomato score? Okay. This is, like, widely accepted as Alfred Hitchcock's numero uno masterpiece. Yeah. That being said, I think the masterpiece is actually Virgo. But, if this is less than. 88, I would be surprised. 97. There you have it. 97. 97%. That's yeah. got to be the highest on Rotten Tomatoes ever. Uh, hold on. Uh, Rear Window had 100. Oh, yeah. There you have it. So, uh, <laughs> and, you know, I could see this. I I, want, I was like, okay, this is going to be very high because it's Hitchcock and people do say that this is great. But I can also see it being lower than most of his than some of his others, less yeah. controversial films, because of how black controversial this was. And it's black and white. Oh, people hate people that. hate that. People hate even at the time yeah. in 1960, they were like, I don't like this. <laughs> um, I, in the trivia for Psycho, the original, I read that uh, Walt Disney actually wouldn't let Hitchcock film on in his studios because he thought uh, Psycho was a disgusting film. Yeah, and so like. It just you know, mess with people's sensibility. There is a really cool podcast. It's a, I believe it's an eight episode pod. I may have mentioned this last week on the show. I yeah, you I mentioned it off it the show, I believe. There is this pod, There's a podcast just about the making Halford Hitchcock making Psycho. I highly recommend everybody listen yeah. to it. It's just called the. I think it's just called the making of Psycho. Mm. Just Google Psycho or, or Psycho podcast. It's fantastic. Yeah, and you get a lot of cool like. Like how the story originated, all this cool chain of events that I mean, you even get to him stabbing all the different types of melons to get the right kind of stab noise. Oh, yeah, great stab noise! Great stab, stab noise. That's a cassava. Yeah, so spoiler th- that's a cassava melon. Cassava melon, yeah, good to know. <laughs> uh, so, Psycho, controversial, 
Definitely. But uh, highly regarded. Hugely. I've read a bunch of stuff about Psycho you know, leading up to this and just how it uh, disturbed many people, how it reinvented, or how it's not even reinvented, how it really created the psychological thriller. Right. It um, blew people away. Yeah. At the time, when this movie came out, there was a huge, not huge, but it was popular to do these scary movies with props in the theater. Oh, so there would be a ghost that flew out of the ceiling over the over, like little fucking tricks. That'd be terrifying. There was a there was a famous director that was known for that. Yeah, terrifying. And, and, and this was like the movie Hitchcock was like, people are like, well, you don't do any of this. Yeah, he's like, I don't need to do any of that. No, and so um, I heard the the only stunt some theaters did was they would put a sign and I was just like, once the movie starts, you can't come in because it was that important. That you had to be there from the beginning. Now I, I read that that awesome. the theaters put a sign up that based on or uh, from the request of the director, what no one is admitted into the theater once the showtime starts. That's a, that's awesome because it's that important for you to be there from the beginning. Frankly, that should be the rule for every goddamn movie. Yeah, should we just yeah? I hate when, like it's so weird when people walk into a movie five minutes late yeah. and then they're looking for their seats and I'm like. Started. You have paid for this experience, and you're missing the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, movies have three parts: beginning, a middle, an end. They're all equally important. Yeah. You got to see that beginning. Can I go off on a tangent <clears throat> briefly here? Yeah. I went to a movie theater lately. I saw The Post. <clears throat> I went on a Friday at like twelve in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. How's that beginning? Uh, first off, I was the only person in the theater under the age of fifty. Seems like an old movie. Or an older crowd. Yeah. A lot of people in there. But I was the only one. So, we're at the, you know, they're doing the commercials and the previews. Then you get to the part where it's like, the screen just has a slide up and it says, silence your cell phones now. That's great. Okay. Some fucking old lady in the back. I can't hear it. It's the other fucking old lady. You want me to go tell him to turn it up? You can't, I can't hear it either. I'm going to go tell him to turn it up. Wait, did they say words? This, there, it says, please silence your cell phone. Yeah, there's no sound. Okay. There's no sound. Right, it just says yeah, it. It just it says text. it. Okay. And they're back. I can't hear it. Well, I'll go tell them. Yelling. Yeah. I'll go tell them to turn it up. Fucking leaves. I'm like, lady, they're not going to turn shit yeah. up. They're not going to touch any of these controls. What yeah. the fuck? So that, there's my little thing. They tangent. got preset for the post. Yeah. Well, it, I believe it's Star Wars that they had to, like, some theaters had to put a disclaimer that there's... 15 seconds of silence yes. in the movie. Yeah. And it might be uh, disorienting or something, but don't worry, it's part of the movie. It's not. It makes total sense. If you're half, if you're halfway intelligent, you know what the whole point is. Yeah. So Sometimes there's no sound <laughs> in things. Although that can be disorienting. Uh, I, was, I rewatched Master of None. They have that episode in season two uh, where there's the deaf girl. Yeah. And there's no sound. And I... So I'm watching and there's no sound. It's like... My ears are ringing, I feel like. I, or there's pressure building up in my head because I'm not using all my senses. I I, like, I was passed out. I didn't know I had tinnitus. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I guess I've just never spent a second in silence other yeah. than sleeping. And then, then I have a white noise machine. <laughs> this is what it sounds like, just be perfectly still and silent. Yeah, I was passed out from sensory overload <laughs> from being deprived of a sensory. So then you're smelling things you never smelled before. Yeah. And... Oh, it was, it's wild. <laughs> so we flash forward to 1998. 38 years later, they decide we're going to remake Psycho. It, and it's popular to do. Like We did Disturbia last year, or last week, and that was 2007. Uh, we're doing another Hitchcock film next week, Dial M for Murder, which was remade. Also in 1998, this is the time for remakes. Gus Van Sant is directing it. You know him from Goodwill Hunting. Hot off the hot, hot off the Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. He does uh, To Die For, which I thought was just always on cable. I feel I'm like I watched sure that, I've seen movie that one a lot. It's Nicole Kidman as the news reporter. Who, yeah, I never saw that one. Yeah, I just felt it was always on HBO. Uh, I feel like I watched that a lot. Milk. You know, he's yeah, he's a well known, respected director. Yeah. Uh, Academy Award nominated director. Uh, he remakes it with Vince Vaughn, Anne Heche, Viggo Mortensen, William H. Macy, Julianne Moore. And he does something that I don't think we've seen yet, which is 
it is almost a shot-for-shot remake. The dialogue is almost, and and by almost, I mean 99%. They add a little, maybe they add a word here, a word there, a shot, a little different. Maybe he adds an extra stab. But it is exactly the same movie, just with different actors. Yeah. And the cameras are the same. Uh, he deal, does some stuff with, um, um, I guess, uh, depth perception. You know, some things are a little closer, but it's, it's the same shot. You know, he just maybe... Um, He's correcting Alfred Hitchcock's mistakes. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> so, it's the same story. They, they, they do, uh, you know, there's inflation. Right. We go from $40,000 to $400,000, which... That's definitely going to get some... And that's uh, interesting because I was thinking when I started watching, like, why the hell did they do that? And then it got you got to the the car lot scene. Mm. And you're like, oh, yeah. Because no one would believe anyone could buy a car for 600 bucks now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although, 40000 to 400000 I was like, and they're not going to press charges. You stole almost half a million dollars, and, like, they just want the money back. <laughs> but I guess back in 1960, $40,000 was a lot of money, too. Um, $40,000 almost makes more sense to send a private detective after her versus uh, just not like filing a police report. The fucking FBI. Yeah, getting the FBI yeah. involved. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, she stole a lot of money by anybody's, you know, by anybody's account. But, you know, for this guy, it wasn't that much money. Right. I mean, he doesn't want to lose $40,000, but yeah, 400000 that's a lot of money. So, uh, the roles, uh, we have Anne Heche as, uh, Marion Crane, the embezzler. Uh, Vince Vaughn is playing the Norman Bates role. Julianne Moore plays the sister. Viggo Morrison as the boyfriend. And William H. Macy as a detective. But otherwise, it's, it's, it's the same movie. It is the same fucking movie. It's... William Forrester as a psychologist. William Forrester, yeah. Um... Maybe their best casting move. Oh, so I have, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so, well, I mean, it's, it's plot-wise, there's really nothing for me to discuss. No, no. Because it's... It's the same. The exact same movie. Yeah. So, I guess we discuss um, <clears throat> some casting choices. Let me ask you this. Uh, you're making a fantasy team, a cast, to play Psycho. Do you take anybody from 1998 in your cast? It, so do you replace in the '98 cast? Yeah, you have the option. You have both. I, I present you two casts. Make your cast using these two casts. Do you pull anybody from the '98 cast to be a part of your Psycho remake or your Psycho movie? So you get Anthony Perkins or Vince Vaughn. Oh, 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 you get what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, the only one I pull is Robert Forrester. Robert Forrester. You know, you know, who, you know who brings it for me? Who, who I was just like, I, I'm delighted. Maybe by this the show, Willie H. Macy. I, I just like him. I thought he was, on the screen. I thought he was absolutely horrible. Really? I thought he was absolutely horrible. I didn't buy him as a hard nosed private eye at all. No, he was too. Ah, oh, shucks. But he is the only one I felt wasn't uh, like the, his delivery of the dialogue because everybody else just seemed out of place. I was like, this movie takes place in 1998. And they're all just like the words they're saying. It's like it just seems, it just seems off. Like, but him, he comes in with his fedora and his suit. I was just like, hey, I buy him. I didn't buy him at all. When he's like, I could take Vigo. When he's like, Vigo's good. Vigo, he I did. He I, did some acting choices. I think I could take Vigo. He put on a really thick. He was southern. Very, he went real country. With real it. country with yeah. his. He, went, he um, went real Nashville with that. Yeah, William H Macy. When we were first introduced, him, he comes in and he's like. I'm Abigail's friend. Like, when, when he answers, who are you, friend? And he says something, friend. I was like, no one talks like that. But I believe William H. Macy talks like this. His character, I believe, says these words. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Vigo. Um, it's tough, right? Like, I feel like Julianne Moore is a great actress. She's a great actress. And I, I feel like she was fine. I, do, I thought she was terrible, but I think it was because of the headphones? directing and the writing. What they tried to do with her... One, she doesn't look like a 19 or... I don't know how old Marion Crane's sister is supposed to be. Yeah. But they were trying to play her off as kind of like a 19 or 20 year old. Oh, really? With her... To me. Because yeah. she's like... She's got that stupid backpack on. That, and she's like, oh, let me go get my Walkman. Yeah. But 
I don't know how old she was in 1998, yeah. but she didn't Those pull it off to me. I thought she was absolutely shitty. I don't think it was because of her. Yeah. I think it was just the the direction and the, and what the costume people did. I thought she was horrible. The Walkman choice was was interesting. I because well, she worked at a record store. They pre they oh, no. that earlier. Yeah. So she's a musical. Still, it's weird. I guess. Yeah, you don't know, walk around with the Walkman. You're you're a grown ass woman. Um, so. The dialogue is the same. Yeah. But I do feel like the actors were each like, well, you know what? We're professional actors. We're all going to put our own spin on this. And I, I felt that she... See, I took her as like, oh, she's the older sister. Because she played it differently. She, she seemed more uh, uh, aggressive than the original thing. And so I was like, oh, I buy her as an older sister who's like, hey, I'm getting to the bottom of this. I see. To me, she was coming off as she was supposed to be the younger sister. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I felt as she was. I was like, yeah, she's, she's looking out for her younger sister. She's trying to figure out where it is. Um, Anne Heche? Did, yeah, no, did, did, didn't, could, didn't could take her. her. Leave her. Like, uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Anne Heche is fine, I guess. Yeah. I, um, I feel like she didn't make a choice. I feel like all the actors, like, <laughs> did, 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 like, I feel like Vince Vaughn, he's like, I'm playing Norman Bates. I got some ideas. I don't know. I feel like Anne H was the most really like go too off. Like he went off on like the physical acting, mm-hmm. like the eating of the peanuts or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think he went that far off. I guess it's hard. Like Anthony Perkins is so fucking good in that yeah. original. Yeah, I don't know. She, I, know. I felt like she was the most likely. Like, all right, I'm just playing this role, and I'm like this is the role. I'm saying these words. She was I'm pretty doing. vanilla. Uh, yeah. yeah, Vanilla, where I feel like Vince Vaughn is like, well, Norman Bates is such an iconic character. I'm playing him different. He had different quirks or tics or whatever. Uh, like the way he ate the snacks, his laugh. I, I, his, he was like, I was like, oh, I don't trust this guy from the get-go. And that's kind of interesting because in the original Norman Bates, he makes these little like giggle laugh yeah. things. But yeah, Vince Vaughn does it, but he does his Vince Vaughn laugh. Yeah. And it totally is out of character. He seemed very... Where, and, you know, so I was reading a lot of comparisons is that, you know, uh, Anthony Perkins plays a more, like, boyish, innocent um, character where Vince Vaughn, I just think from the get-go, you're like, oh, this guy's off. And it was also, you know, Vince Vaughn's like a giant man. Yeah, he's probably like, what, six, five, six, six, six Yeah, he seems, he just seems uh, imposing. Yeah. And then, and then add in, like, his... He kind of had this like immature way of talking with the laugh, and he's like, but right away, I was just like, uh, yeah, I would not eat a sandwich from this guy. <laughs> like, right away, I was just like, no, I don't like anything about this guy. This guy is the titular psycho. Yeah, I mean, you, the original, like, Norman Bates character seems like, yeah, he's a friendly guy. Yeah. But yeah, the Vince Vaughn Norman Bates was definitely <laughs> like, yeah, what is my, yeah, I'm cool. Nor- I will go to that diner down the road. Anthony Perkins, uh, his Norman Bates is a. Yeah, he's a friendly guy that you go, oh, this guy doesn't know how to interact with people socially. Yeah. Vince Vaughn, I just felt like, oh, no, yeah, you're a crazy man. Yeah, yeah you're, you're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he was a little more maybe like a nail on the head. There, there was a little less nuance with the, with the Vince Vaughn. Yes. Um, yeah, there was... Um, so, so yeah, you, you take the, the psychiatrist. Yeah, I mean, if I, <laughs> I think he's the only one that was probably an improvement. And, I mean, it's such a tiny role. And I think his dialogue is actually a little shorter than the, the originals and the, the his... originals. But I just love, I love William or Robert Forrester or whatever his name yeah. is. I love that. I love him. Yeah. Max Cherry. Max Cherry is, like, one of my favorite characters of all time from the, the uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. Jackie Brown, yeah. And, uh, so. Um, so, in this movie, it, it's... It's shot in 1998. They, they use the same dialogue. So sometimes it's out of place. But luckily they do add Walkman in there. So I go, oh yeah, this is of our time. <laughs> I'm not watching. They should have just said it in 1960. The cars are more modern. Yeah, no, yeah, the cars are modern. Like, yeah. Everything's modern. Except for just the way people are talking. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not that distracting. Like, Norman Bates, I don't think there's anything. Like, he's not of a time. Yeah, I mean, they're not like it. They're not like full in Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, no, know? they're not. Um... But uh, no one says C. Yeah, no, no one said no one said C in St. Louis. <laughs> uh, but look here, look here, C. Even though it's nineteen ninety eight, they they do things. I was just like, I think Hitchcock. And it's not it's not a bad thing. The guy's a great, makes fantastic films. But they are of a time that still. This movie yeah. came out nineteen ninety eight. 
And I had to look it up. I was like, when did Seven come out? Two years earlier. Why does Seven look like so much better of a movie? Um, well, that's the thing. That this movie looked, it just felt it, flat. They, and it, it brought nothing to the table. No. They just were trying to be too literal of a remake. They brought nothing to the table. If you're going to modernize it, fucking modernize it yes. completely. Not just throw a Walkman in there and some new model cars because yeah. you can't find any of those old cars off the old it, Hollywood it, lots. It's such a weird choice to just be like, yeah, we're making it, but we won't make it look exactly yeah. the same. Like, wh- Yeah, why not make a modern take of it? You still have the lady who steals the money. She goes to a hotel. The man's crazy. Uh, or is he? I don't know. We're not going to spoil it for you. Psycho's great. And, you know, no. hopefully everybody knows I'll take. I'll take. Psycho. I'll take Flea. Oh, you I'll take, take Flea as Bob. I'll take Flea as Bob. Yeah, Flea does show up in 1988. Uh, I'm watching the movie. And I'm like, I got looks familiar. And then at the end of the movie, the credits come up, and it's just, you know, Vigo Board said William H Macy, Julianne Moore, Flea. Flea. <laughs> like, I said that was Flea. Yeah, yeah. It just shows up. I'll take, I'll take Flea over the original guy. How's that? Yeah, but they didn't modernize. Also, like the movie feels very flat. When they're when they're driving, when, when like the motel scene compared to the house, like there's just no depth other than in the beginning where, and that was like the one thing that Garcia was able to do. He was like, yeah, you know, Alfred Hitchcock wanted one long tracking shot but couldn't do it because it was 1960. I was able to do a big tracking shot. It's like that's it. That's all you did. You did one tracking shot and everything else just feels super flat and shitty. Take advantage of the technology you have. The score also is so great in the original Psycho, and it just felt out of place. I was like, yeah, I guess movies are just different in, I don't know, in like, the late 90s. I guess because I enjoyed so much. That was like one of my highlights. I was like, at least the music is still good. Oh, no. See, I think that's too nostalgic. Like, if this was its original movie in 1998, I'd be like, this music just seems so out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy just said it. The exposition, I was like, it's fine in Psycho, but it's so weird in 1998. It's so weird for a guy to be like, we're in the 90s. We just caught this um, murderer. He comes out, and it's just like, your sister's dead, he killed her. Let me explain the mentality, where I feel like in this time, there would just be like a lot more like, um, we'd let the viewers figure yeah, it out. Yeah, it would be more, it would, it would You be, wouldn't do this big uh, info dump. It would be assumed that yeah. you, you figured out what was going on. Yeah, you would do some, the, uh, the voiceovers, uh, those were also, I was just like, man, it's so, yeah, I guess it was just. Of a time where mm-hmm. she's driving the car, and then you're hearing the conversation that the police and the auto salesmen are having. Yeah, where it's like, oh, well, she sure walked away like a criminal. It's like, it's just odd. It just doesn't feel right in a movie that's filmed in color. It's weird with a movie with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, it's so weird. Watching, I'm like, why the why the fuck did they do yeah. this? And I just the movie in general, uh-huh. where I could watch. It's not crazy different, but. The original is so better. Yes. And I can... Uh, maybe it is that it's the time and place thing. I don't Let know. Let me ask you this. What's Van Sant's motivation? I have no Is, is he making idea. a statement on Hitchcock in the original film? Is this meant to be studied? Because everything I read was just like... It was like... Um, academic. It was, it was like college studies comparing the two films. I was like... Was this his... Was this what he did? Did he did he want to put a mirror up to Psycho? And then so now we all have to talk about his movie compared to Psycho? Man, I don't know. There were some interesting things I read, but I was just like, it, what he made wasn't entertaining Not compared that. to Psycho. If you never saw Psycho and you saw this movie, you'd be like, Psycho sucks. Yeah. Uh, what do you think this got Rotten Tomato wise? 42. 40? 37. 37. 37. Yeah. Um... It opened number two though, so you know, nice, nice little release there. Uh, oh, uh, that's not bad. December fourth, it okay. lost out to A Bug's Life, which was the number one movie for the second week in a row. Uh, it actually was the only opening movie of this weekend that I was able to find because it uh, beats out Enemy of the State and the Rugrats movie, but those were all in uh, multiple weeks. They made a Rugrats movie, huh? They did. It opened or it was fourth, <laughs> December fourth, nineteen ninety eight. Um. It is considered, uh, financially, the 41st horror remake uh, based on box office. Well, I mean, it, uh, it's gotta be, it had to have been pretty cheap to make. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, it's, it's, not, it's not compared to how much money, it's uh, how much money it made. 
based on box office. Okay. It is the 41st ranking uh, horror remake in between The Wicker Man and The Hills Have Eyes 2. So, uh, you know, well, nice little, there you nice have little it. Slot uh, there. <laughs> um, slotted right in there. Yeah. That's. All right. So, Psycho, the Alfred Hitchcock movie, 1960. Anthony Perkins, black and white. Some stabbing, the shower scene, everybody loves it. A guy falling down the stairs, everybody knows it. Did we need a remake? <sighs> No, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I would like to see, I would like to see someone try to do that. Like, have you dipped into Bates Motel? No, I have not. No, I I've I've heard. Do people like that? People like it. People like I've, it. Yeah. So maybe that's what we needed. Of course, like, that's a prequel. A prequel. Yeah. Um. No, I don't. Yeah, I guess maybe no. We yeah. didn't. We didn't need right. a remake. We're sure as fuck did not need that kind of remake. Yeah. So Psycho nineteen ninety eight. Should they remake this? Which essentially would just be a remake of the nineteen sixty because it's shot for shot. I would like so if yeah. you're going to do it, you gotta like you gotta do what Disturbia did. I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see. Take the idea. Yeah, bring some new ideas to the table. I'd like to see something. Because the. Let's give it to Rob Zombie. See what he can do with it. Give it to Rob Zombie. Because <laughs> there's such a great story there. One, motels in the middle of nowhere. That's creepy. You got a guy. You got his mom. You got a lady. And an investigation. You should be able to do something with that. Yeah. That's great. Um, all right. So let me hit you with, with, with the hardest question you may have to answer in this podcast. Make a case for 1998 Psycho over 1960 Psycho. Well, um, oof, because I, I, I feel like I knocked this out of the park last week. Last you did, week. yeah. I, I think that was your best one. It was, it was the first time we introduced this question, but <laughs> you, you handled it great. Oh, make a case for 98. Yeah. Um, Someone says, Mike, I'm writing a movie. I got two movies to choose from. Psycho, 1960 or 1998 Psycho. And you guys say, hey, speech and debate. I've been assigned to sell you on the remake. So, uh, the the private eye at the end of the remake is really good. I don't. I can't. All right, let me take crap. Yes, please do. I was like, if you are a Vince Vaughn completist, if you loved Jurassic World, and you were like, oh shit, it's Vince Vaughn not in The Wedding Crashers. Check out Psycho, because he also does some different acting. Check out The Cell with Jennifer Lopez as well, because it's, again, Vince Vaughn just doing some things you're not used to Vince Vaughn doing. <laughs> um, if you are a person who just goes, I don't like uh, black and white movies, you're gonna probably prefer the remake of Psycho. That could be, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, my wife... She wasn't watching the remake with me, uh, but she caught just at the end. And I would say, the best part of the remake of Psycho is the end. Because it is just the dialogue of the first one that's so yeah. good. Uh, but she's, she's hearing you know, the voiceover at the end of the movie. And <clears throat> she hears the doctor kind of explain what's going on, and then she hears the voiceover, and then the movie ends. And then she looks, and she goes, I'm intrigued. And I was like, you would enjoy the hell out of 1960 Psycho. Right. So it is a gateway in that if you're just going to, like, and maybe it's different now that it's 2017, because it, like, looking at this movie, and I compare it to movies of the time, like, this movie came out when Enemy of the State was, or, like, just movies that, like, look good, and this just looks so flat. But if you just watched it, there, there, there's some good things to pull out of it. It doesn't look great. There's some weird acting choices, but the dialogue's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because it's, it's Hitchcock's dialogue, but there is some conversations that happen that, yeah, just tune out the way they're saying it in some cases. Uh, some of it's fine, though. You know, I think the uh, the Vince Vaughn and Hache, um dinner scene, I guess is what you want to call that one, it's fine. Yeah. It's not as great as the original, but if you just like if you isolate that scene and show it to someone, I think someone would be interested in what was happening. Sure, sure. Yeah. 
uh, William H. Macy and Vince Vaughn when he's kind of interrogating him. If you just isolate that scene, show to someone, they'd be like, huh, I'm interested in this. Although he did shoot the uh, <laughs> the Norman Bates head, like, looking at the uh, thing. It's the same shot as the first one. It just looks weird. Mm. It's probably because Vince Vaughn's seven feet tall. Could be. It's he, the has angle. To, he has to lead over further, or they're zoomed in just closer. Like, it just... Dusty is like, no one would ever lead that way. Although, <laughs> in the original, when he does it, it's fine. Right. I don't think anything weird of when he leads over to look at the book. Could it be that... Could it be so tall? Too, like, you're just taking such a critical eye on it? It might have been. Because, you know, I'm sure you watched the original, like, pretty close before... Yeah. Like... You know, you watch them within a couple of days. Like, could it have been you were just taking a real... You were critiquing it really hard? You know, it was weird because that wasn't a shot I thought I was going to critique hard. I paid really close attention to, like, the shower scene. Mm. And uh, the Arbergast uh, Ar- 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 falling down the stairs. Because that's a weird scene for the time. Yeah. And, and then they did it in 1998, and I was like, oh, that just seems weird. Mm. Um yeah, there were certain things where I was like, oh, how quickly, like, the door opens, you know, that's, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, there's a scene where uh, the killer, there's a killer, comes out of the door, and how quickly they come around to the edge of the stairs, and how, in Hitchcock, sounds like, oh, that happens really fast, and then the original, or in the remake, happens really fast. The him leaning over to read the book, that was when I, like, when I was watching the original, I was like, didn't think anything of it, and I saw him do it, I was like, it's so weird. <laughs> He's such a weird guy. Why are you so weird? <laughs> no dates? I was like, anything you're doing. I think, yeah, I mean, I think... If you haven't seen either, just watch the original. Yeah. Kind of like, if you're not... If you haven't seen it because it's black and white, just swallow it and yeah. watch it. I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she had listened to the podcast with me, because we okay. listened to it on a road trip over summer. And so she, like... And the podcast actually doesn't... I mean, she knew what she knew, but we got done watching the original, and she's like, holy shit, that was an awesome movie. Yeah. So she knew some stuff. So, but if you go in, like, and I don't think we've, we haven't spoiled anything. If no. you go in unspoiled to the original, you will, you will, and if you've neglected watching it because it's an old movie. Yeah. And you somehow avoided a lot of, like, references to Psycho. Right. I think, <laughs> even if you, because Jane knew a lot of the references and stuff. Yeah. And she, like, she was like, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. If you can do it and watch it, you will have, you will, you'll have a treat. Yeah. You'll have a treat. Um, Van, Van Sant, again, this is a shop for remake, pretty much. He does add some choices. He adds the idea of Walkmans. He tells like <laughs> that was an important thing for that character to that have. That stupid 90s backpack she was wearing. That 90s backpack. God, I remember my sister having that <laughs> backpack. Oh. They were, I thought they were stupid back then. Like yeah. his leather, different color leather, fake leather things that hung real low yeah. on the back. Oh my God, they were the um, shittiest. <laughs> he, uh, but he does add two things that I was like, what a choice. And that's why I was like, I was just like, I, I want to hear the deep dive of him. I want to get this movie and just listen to like the director commentary, like an honest director commentary. There's two kills in the movie. And he has these weird cutscenes. Yes. Well, what's yeah. the idea behind that? I shock value. I think I, I, I think it was to confuse. It confused the hell out of me. Yeah. I then had to pull up YouTube, type in "psycho uh, shower scene," "psycho stair scene." Right? Those are uh, you can find those on YouTube to rewatch that and be like, did I miss it? The first time? Is this a thing that, like, subliminally Hitchcock did and then Van Sant did it, but he made it more obvious? No. They're just choices he made yeah. to add some cutaways. I think he was trying to add some confusion, some chaos. He did it. Uh, because because I think... And that could... And that's a t- that's a, that's the just the uh, part of the times. I think he, he knew, you know, an audience in 1998 mm-hmm. needed more. From from, which is so weird. So that I, he I, chose to do it for four seconds, but not through the rest of the movie. Right? Because you're right. It is. In fact, we do need more. But he's like, no, I'm giving you exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, except for, I mean, really, two seconds of I just, movie. So like in '98, you're so you're, you're so like, you're not came sensitive out two to years earlier. You're not sensitive to the murder kind of stuff anymore. Like 
in when that when the original came out, yeah, that was controversial shit. That was right. violent. Yes, but now it's that's that's nothing. You see that kind of shit on nightly nightly TV, yeah. like drama uh, on NBC will have more violence than that. Yeah, at this time, so in 1988, we were getting. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Scream had yeah. come out the year before. On TV, yeah. you had Law and Order yeah, and, Law and Order. things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think he's trying to. I, I feel like maybe he was trying to subtly put in some chaos. Yeah. To kind of people seem like what the fuck? It it was something right. Try try to get some sort of yeah. Yeah, I don't. He, you know what? And I don't want to feel like we're just shitting on the remake. But let me give. Props for one thing that I think improved on the original Psycho. The takedown of the killer. That's the one thing I was like, yeah, I guess it makes sense for that guy to hit him. Yeah, made a little more sense. You're right. Yeah. Good job, Gus Van Sant. <laughs> you did it. You took the you, you improved the Hitchcock movie by adding a bedpan or whatever he hit him with. Yeah. That was the one thing I was like, yeah, I guess that's, yeah. Hey, that makes sense. You would subdue him somehow. Yeah. As in the original, um, you know, it's not even a tackle. It's yeah. like a, kind of a cross cross face uh, chicken wing or something. Yeah. <laughs> gets him in like a like a I guess a UFC chokehold. The Nelson. I don't know. Yeah, but it's the sixties. You can't show off. Finally, <laughs> you can't really show a guy punch a guy. Um, so the original Psycho. Watch it. That's the it's a superior movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it holds up. It does. There are movies that are of a time, but that doesn't mean they're bad. It's movies that were done well in the nineteen sixties are still good movies to watch now. And you're gonna see some things that seem cheesy. Yeah, look cheesy, but it was just the the time. Yeah, they execute. I just noticed well. your little mini posters up here. Yeah, I got a uh, Mike's noticing. I got uh, some. I don't know. It's a little five by sevens or something. Um, I got uh, the birds, Psycho, Rear Window, Vertigo, and uh, was that North by Northwest? The last one. I think we have the same box set. Yeah, I, I bought. I don't remember getting those little posters. Oh, in preparation for Hitchcock Month on Amazon, I got a five disc DVD set with five great Hitchcock movies. Dial in for Murder is not in there. Mm-mm. I'd like to own it. My hope, I can't find it. My hope was I would get Dial M for Murder in a separate box set with five different movies. There's been a lot of Hitchcock box sets over the years. Yeah, and so I want to find a combination yeah. that has like five movies that aren't included in the box set I already own. I haven't found it. I think I'm probably just going to have to buy it. Yeah. As its own separate movie. Um, see... This box set has what I think are his five best movies. Yeah. Vertigo is my number one. Rear Window is probably my number two. North by Northwest is close to yeah. two. I love North by Northwest. The one I'm most interested in rewatching, and they didn't make a, they haven't made a, a theatrical remake of it, is The Birds. But is it? I thought we had looked up that someone is attached, Michael Bay or something is attached to Yeah, I think it's birds, like rumored. Yeah, rumored to a Birds remake or yeah. something. Because um, that's one I remember watching as a kid. I'd love to watch it now and just be like, I don't know, is it cheesy? Is it corny? Is it, it does it hold up? It holds it up. Great? It holds up. Yeah. And, and it's one I probably haven't seen in 20 years. It has one of the cool, I think, coolest movie endings of all time. They made a TV remake. Or a, t- a made-for-TV movie I remember watching. In oh, did the they? 90s. Yeah. That, it, I remember watching an updated Birds on television as a kid. Or I could be making that up, but I, I feel like I remember in the 90s, it was like, I think it was kind of around the same time that uh, uh, Christopher Reeve's Rear Window it was okay. like made for TV. I think, I think they were like kind of going through a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. I got some cool little mini mini posters. that. Uh, so if you're, if you're on Amazon... Pick up that Alfred Hitchcock box set. Get on DVD. I'm going to look in my box and see if those posters are in there. Yeah, they're just in there the whole time. He's, it could be. You have it open. I got it, a couple, I got it a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of folds out. Yeah, it does fold out. Yeah, yeah there's an it extra flap. They must be in there. With another set of, <laughs> with another set of posters. So, uh, if you have thoughts on Psycho, if you've watched, they made, now, so we did a remake. They actually did make two sequels to Psycho. Um, which I don't have any recollection 
I have never seen they them. They star Anthony Perkins. They have Anthony Perkins. Yeah. Don't they? How does he get out of jail? Or do they take place in jail? Yeah, I am. <laughs> and what else has Anthony Perkins done? Yeah. It's, uh, probably have it here. But, uh, I, I, it's I, one of those I, things where it's, you know, he has 200 uh, movie credits. But Yeah. I'm just uh, trying to think of anything I've seen with him. Yeah. Um, so there are two sequels to Psycho. The remake, and then of course we discussed earlier, Bates Motel is a prequel to uh, the events of Psycho. Let's check that out. Is that on Netflix? It must be, right? It must be by now. But I also just heard that the whole series of ER is now on Hulu, so I'm going to be I'm going to be Yes. When I log into Hulu on your (laughs) home screen, they're like, hey, check this out. I'm dipping in. I'm dipping in ER. ER year one. ER hard. So there we go. Yeah. Um, So check that out. That's what Mike's going to be watching. And I ask him next week, what, what are you watching? I say, ER, I'm on season eight. I haven't slept. Uh, if you want to get a jump start on next week's movie, we're going to continue, Hitch- we're going to close Hitchcock movie out with A Perfect Murder, which is a remake, we're told, of Dial M for Murder. This is going to be a new one for me. I have not seen A Perfect Murder. It's a new one for Mike. I, I want to say Holly Berry's in it, but that may not be true. I think it's Gwyneth Paltrow. I get A Perfect Murder, and then there's another one that's like Perfect Strangers, mm-hmm. which I feel like is of the same time. It has, like, with, uh, uh, Kevin Costner in it. No, Perfect Strangers is that TV show with Balky. Oh, per- there's another A Perfect Something, which I feel like has Holly Berry in it and maybe Kevin mm-hmm. Costner. Again, could be making up this movie. Yeah. I'd want to see it, though. You tell me there's a late 90s movie with Kevin Costner and Holly Berry, and it's kind of a thriller? I'll check it out. Yeah, um, in prep, I bought a um, Michael Douglas three-feature DVD. Oh. Perfect Murder, Falling Down. Yeah. And I don't remember the other one. Um, Wall Street 2, Money Never Sleeps. I don't think it was that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, you can get a jump start on that. If you have opinions on on Hitchcock Week, if if you have a remake of a Hitchcock movie that we didn't do, we only did three. We're we're only doing three. If there's one that you think's great or you just have opinions on, let us know. dbtgpodcast.com or find us on Twitter. uh, At dbtgpodcast or a guide to sequel remakes. I'm really trying to trying to nail branding in 2018. I feel like dbtg is confusing, so I'm just trying to really emphasize a guide to sequel and remakes to let people know this is a podcast about sequels and or remakes. But at DBTG Podcast, you can find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, you can find us on the website, dbtgpodcast.com, and uh, get all the episodes, and leave us comments, if you feel so inclined. Otherwise, just keep downloading. Maybe you'll listen to the first five seconds. Maybe maybe you're the opposite (laughs) of people who walk into movies late. You listen to five minutes and go, I'm done with this. And you leave. You know, we got your download. You heard the intro, you go, no, I've heard this catchphrase before. We already download, which really doesn't mean anything because we don't make any money. No, but thanks for downloading. And we don't like, we're not trying to make money, no. so I don't like present these numbers to somebody and be like, "Hey, look at all our downloads." Um, it really is just when I when someone goes, "You still doing your podcast?" I go, "Yeah, we're still doing our podcast." Like, anybody listen?" I go, "Yeah." <laughs> Some people do listen. You dick. <laughs> I want to ask you about your shit hobbies, fade interest, and whatever you're doing. Are you still making paper mache masks? That's cool. Yeah, we do a podcast and some people listen to it. So back next week with a perfect murder, uh, dial in for murder, combo review. Till then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel Remakes. Try those uh, nacho cheese crunch munch. Mother! Oh, God! Mother!